0: No, now, you are now listening, listening to the, truth. Truth. the unmistakable, unmistakable sound of un the Wolverpool Weekend, Weekend. Telltale It's your boy, boy. C-Dog.
1: Even though it's always great to hang with our family, uh, obviously it's tough, evident by the 89 people who are watching with us that we lost the game. (laughs) 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 But we're going to persevere and get through this. Uh, Auburn failed to Tennessee 62 to 67. Uh, With that loss, of course, that's Auburn's third straight road loss. And Auburn has gone. Three and two after having its 19 game winning streak snapped at Arkansas just a few weeks back. This yeah. loss also drops Auburn to from the fourth overall team to fifth overall, making them a projected, currently a projected number two seed in the tournament, according to Joe Lenardi. So, pretty interesting, interesting uh, <laughs> series of, of events there, but. There were some things that I saw, not so much the loss per se, because we knew this was going to be a tough game for Auburn on the road, but there were some things that I saw in this game that kind of concerned me because for the one of the few, maybe even the first time this season, I saw this team lose its composure um, in the second half, which was kind of concerning considering though this team has been through worse and has kept their uh, composure and was able to come back. I, you are not surprised by the outcome. Where, where are you in terms of where this team is uh, going into the final week of the
2: regular season? Um, you know, I think that we're in a place where I think a lot of the the pressure from just having all this expectation is starting to wear on some of these guys. And then the pressure from underperforming is starting to wear on a couple of guys as well. Um, I'll start with the things that I don't like About where we are And I'll give a couple of things That could be optimistic And I'll get into this more tonight If um if I'm able to get what I need I, I still haven't finished doing all the stuff I want to do for tonight So that's why I said maybe Um, But what I don't like is It feels as if we're trying to shoot our way Out of a shooting slump By taking more bad shots Right, like right. You, you, you're not going to get. I, I'll give some examples. You know, uh, Wendell Green has been taking punishment on social media right now. He's still one of the best offensive weapons we have. Like our offense just doesn't work the same with, without Wendell in there. I don't know True. who you sub out and allow defenses to have to play honest and allow the ball movement that happens without Wendell. Zep Jasper is a great guard. He's just not a threat offensively. So the defenses can play differently against him. KD's not a distributor, right? He's not going to get you the assist that Wendell is going to get you. Um, Berman can shoot, but he doesn't have the ball handling. He doesn't have the facilitation ability. So Wendell is essential for this team regardless of how well he's shooting. But the issue that Wendell is having is he's taking poor shots to try to get himself out of a slump. What I mean by that is you can't be three feet beyond. I don't care if that's in your range. If you're not shooting well, you're not going to start shooting better from 35 and out, right? Like it's just not, that's not how shooting works. You got to see it go in the bucket some kind of way. Get yourself to the free throw line. Get yourself a, you know, 15, 16 footer, you know, get a couple of layups to go down before that shot starts to drop more consistently. Um, I think he hit a couple in the last game and he thought, okay, I'm back. And he went and came out here to Tennessee and it was just, you know, he hit one and then he thought he was going to go on his run. It's like, that's just not how, It works. That's just not, I mean, it just doesn't work like that. KD is the same way. He was in a shooting slump and he tries to shoot himself out of it, right? Like I love their willingness to take those shots. I just wish they would get themselves easier buckets so they can get themselves into the flow of the game a little bit better. Um, And that's just something that they have to work on. Um, And then the other person I think that is taking poor shots to shoot themselves out of a slump is Flanagan. Like, I like at no point in the three years that I have been watching Alan Flanagan play basketball has he ever been a crossover step back into the right. corner three point shooting guy and he took that shot last night. Like why? That's not in that's not in your bag, bro. Like it's just it's never been in your bag. And when we need a bucket, we don't need you to go outside of your bag for your bucket. You know what I'm saying? Like go to something that's familiar. Go even if it's not dropping still shoot the shots that are typical for you so that then you could possibly make some uh, some non-typical shots. Those are the things that I feel like are concerning for me. I wasn't so concerned, like the offensive glass was atrocious last night. We'll talk about last night's game a little bit more. But the things that I feel like we need to, or that are encouraging for me, Jabari Smith Jr., I think, has started to realize, you know, he, he woke up and he's realizing what he can be offensively um and i think the team is starting to realize we need to play through him in some moments and so they're being more willing to get him the ball i'll talk more about that tonight there are some instances where i feel like we could do that better for sure um and i like the fact that though he didn't make the shots last night zepp jasper has been a more willing shooter uh it played paid dividends in the old miss game you know he was hot that game Last night, he did take some shots. He's been a more willing scorer offensively, which again, that makes teams have to play him differently on defense. Um, So I'm loving that. And I still love the fact that this team refuses to just get blown out. Because Tennessee looked like they were about to pull away in that game. And Auburn was like, nah, fam, that's not how this is about to go down. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the team just does not stop fighting regardless of what the score is. And you have to That's a dangerous team on anybody's court at any time. One that says, you thought this game was over with two minutes left, and we're going to make it interesting right now. So I love the fight that they have. I love the fact that Jabari is more involved. I love that Zepp is getting into it a little bit more. Just wish we could put together longer stretches of good basketball to put teams away.
1: Mike G, kind of talk to me kind of high level. We can get into a lot of the stats uh and break them down as we go throughout the show. But kind of what 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 are your feelings and thoughts after
0: that loss to Tennessee? Nothing. Listen, the <laughs> There's a lot of pain. like the Twitter was losing their collective minds last night oh, for sure. <laughs> and yeah. I'm telling you, people need to start to just accept. Acceptance is the first stage, right? Like um that the identity of this team is defense, not offense. Mm, For sure. That's it. That's why we stayed in that game last night. Yep. Was defense. And what Ike was talking about, the refuse-to-lose came on the defensive side. Well, they just kept turning Tennessee over in the last 60 seconds of that game, they couldn't even inbound the ball. Right. (laughs) Auburn locked them down. We got the ball back. We, We didn't have enough offense. My bugaboo with this team, is the same as it was in football last year. It's a lack of situational awareness at the end of games. Last week versus Florida, we let them run 10 seconds off the damn clock in a situation where we absolutely positively had to foul immediately as soon as the ball was inbounded. I do not understand that. And if the players don't understand that, I'm kind of I'm leaning toward putting that on Coach Pearl. Come on, man, like, I mean, you you get to talk to your players, you know what I mean, like, there's a timeout, like, you know, you got, it's uh, to me, it just seems like it's a lot easier in basketball to call something like that in and say, hey, get them. foul, don't let them run time off the clock. Because that extra 10 seconds when you got guys like Jabari Smith, when you're trading foul for foul, and then, you know, you hit a three, and then you foul, and then they miss a free throw, and we could have caught up. Last night, Walker Kessler did it. You know, the guy run around for four or five seconds. I'm like, what are you doing? So I I last year we lost three of five going into the final week of the regular season. And nobody freaked out because we score a lot of points. We were scoring a lot of points on that team. It was pretty. We had three point shooters, but that team had holes on defense. Mm-hmm. And they shot their way out of this is this just looks different it's not as sexy when you're doing it on defense it's not so everybody's panicking but the truth is this is the best defensive team in the NCAA. nobody has beat auburn by double digits this season nobody and I'm not sure there's another team in the top 10 currently that can say that. I watched. Gonzaga get cleaned up by St. Mary's High School last night. <laughs> <laughs> I <I'm> like 13? <13. laughs> and if my Gonzaga friend on Twitter is watching, screw you, buddy. Um, it, I mean, I'll just I say it. You, I think you said it twice. <laughs> you, yeah, we're going in. <laughs> nobody, nobody is immune to this. Yeah, Yeah. Nobody. Seven out of ten teams went down last night in the top ten. Yeah. Why are we acting like we're the only ones at the end of the season? Now we'll get to I'll get to, into that more later, but I just feel like This, this is, is a lot of panic right nothing. here though. This this actually bothered me a Dang, lot. Yeah, 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 right. Okay, This so bothered the, me a lot. The Tennessee player kind of hit the ball right and it was under it was uh, it was Yeah. Um, yeah. There was another time where it was it outside was of two minutes it Two was minutes, twice yeah. in the game.
2: One time they like kicked the ball further away, like from us. Yeah. we were trying to inbound. The other time we had just scored, and then the ball was just kind of sitting there, and they just there didn't while touch he wasn't it. getting it. And the ball yeah. was just the clock was just running. I was like, "Yo, y'all tripping, One, bro? Like, we 10 need seconds, these seconds. <laughs> Yeah, right. That, now, that, both 10 that bothered me battered.
0: a lot last night. Brian, gonna lie. Oh man, so all I the just... delay
1: of game, please,
0: sir. Yeah, it should have been. It should have been twice. They should have called it on Tennessee. Where they touched the ball unnecessarily. Now, I'm not saying that's why we lost. But you're not telling me that didn't matter. Yeah. Them extra seconds mattered. Jabari had an N1 three-pointer. And we were within three. With an extra... Five to ten seconds, or, or twenty. I about to say it would have been almost twenty seconds if you the, count they let run off the instances. clock. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Now the first time I, they were, it was outside. It, it should have been a delay of game on Tennessee, but the first mm-hmm. time that they were outside of two minutes, so they could not stop the clock. Right. And again, I just feel like if there's intentional interference, you call the you call you call the penalty, and then you go back and you put that time back on the clock. Mm-hmm. That's what should have happened. That's, yes. that's what should have happened. So I don't know, man. Like I, I just, I, I just feel like everybody's panicking. This is still a really good. This is a way better defensive basketball team than our Final Four team was. Agreed. That's a fact. Now, now if we're gonna play close, everybody's looking for offense at the end, and we just gotta find a way to get the ball to the playmakers at the end of the game. Now, Wendell, he's on a little bit of a shooting shot. Yeah, sure. put, I'm putting on I'm the put road. The, yeah, on the I'm road. I'm putting some of this on coaching, right? Because against Florida, uh, it was a bad set, and and Coach Pearl should have got us out of it. He realized it, but you let him inbound the ball, and then everybody jumped all over Wendell for what he did with the ball. Now, there was a play to be made, but the truth was what they called was defended well to mm-hmm. begin with. So he didn't see what was coached. He saw what was there, and he, and he didn't get the shot off. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's one way of looking at that end-of-game sequence against Florida. You know, in this one, I'm just like, you know, I just, I, if you're going to shoot a 35-footer, just shoot it, man. Like, like don't, I, I see you pull without hesitation every other time, but the the, the, whole, the whole not getting the shot off thing, the hesitation thing just bothers the crap out of me. So, I, this was, this was... It was frustrating. It was frustrating, and my neighbor is a Vols fan, and he taped a Vols V to my door, and like you know, no God, God. I woke up. I was like, "Oh, you you choose violence." I see it's on. Uh, <laughs> but don't let us see each other again in the tournament, and let us win that game. But this was uh, this is competitive. The SEC is as good as it's ever been in basketball right now. Right now, there's like five teams that could take the SEC tournament. Yeah. Listen, Literally. the SEC is the best conference in all of college sports. Period. Right now. Well, we own we own football, we own basketball, we own gymnastics. We own we're we're about
2: to start owning track. Like it's really the yeah. best conference. Yeah. The baseball teams are good. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. Let the
0: baseball team get popping in here. Mm. So I don't know. It's it's just a competitive league. It was going to happen. We were having our dream season, and I get everybody thinks that it's all falling apart, but it's not, man, because we're not blown out like everybody else is.
1: Well, well, and I, and I think the silver lining is that you guys pointed out is that. A lot of teams lost yesterday as well. Um, and so it's it's not it's not like Auburn is just gonna free fall out of right. the top ten because of these, like, no team, this is what happens. This is par for the course. And I and I think what is encouraging, what is encouraging is the way, even though even though we're losing road games, they're close games. So you have to ask yourself on a neutral site, how does this right. team play? As opposed to being in a raucous arena on someone else's turf, how we're playing, right? We're still not being ran off the court. And as bad as we're playing, we're still there at the end of games. So that's very encouraging to note that even on a bad game, we're still there.
2: It's your boy Ike Jones and you're listening to the War Report's Weekend Tailgate Podcast. Did you notice know you can find this and most of our other podcast content on YouTube first? That's right. Just search The War Report on YouTube and you'll find our channel where we broadcast this and other shows live. We've also got Auburn football and basketball press conferences, film reviews, game highlights, interviews and special guest segments too. all of the Auburn sports content you can ask for. And then some. Now that you know, let's get
0: back to the show. It feels like in the SEC this year, plus five points. For the home team, nobody is winning road games in the SEC this year. Not really. Like, yeah, yeah we'll Tennessee get. hasn't this. lost a home game. Yeah, like uh, yeah, we, haven't a, we haven't lost.
1: We have lost a home game. A home has game. Has been,
0: yeah. Did Kentucky has Kentucky lost one? I think they've been pretty good at home. Bama's yeah, I, been pretty yeah, tough I, to beat at home. I saw the statistic. They put one up during the game talking about like road teams are just having a rough time in conference. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough this year, but we defended our home court. I just don't know why everybody's freaking out. All these games are on the road, and they're still close. When we yeah. get down to Tampa, I'm sure they're going to find their their stride. Either way, this is going to be a top one to three seed going into the tournament. Um, you know, if, if I asked JG on the brain drain last night uh, what he felt we needed to do to get a one seed at this point, and he said you got to split the last two. If you split one of the last two, you got to win the NC, you got to win the SEC tournament. Right. Um, if you win the last two, you just make it to the semis and you're probably a one seed. So yeah,
2: that's mm-hmm. literally what I just said to see before we got on. I was like, yeah, oh, so man, yeah. We win the last two, win a couple in the SECs, and we're there. No problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I trust JG.
2: Let me
1: uh, <laughs> absolutely shout out to JG. Uh, got us a few super chats. I want to ask. So, mobile alum, nineteen ninety one. Appreciate you, sir. Thanks for watching with us. So, Ike, are we beating
2: ourselves more than how other teams defend us? So, let's be clear. Kentucky played really great defensively last night, right? Like they did a really Tennessee. great job. However, if we control the defensive glass better, we still win that ball game. Tennessee got a ton of second opportunities, third opportunities on possessions to get points. Those were some hard ass bricks they were shooting though.
0: Like, yeah, they were. <laughs> those I things were bouncing off the super it, it, it hard. It was, it was, yeah. it was really like yeah. a
2: scramble to get long rebounds. That was really yeah. killing us, um, or tip outs and all that kind of stuff. But still, if we clean up the defensive glass last night, we probably still win that ball game, right? So. um, Florida had a great defensive game plan against us. If you watched my breakdown talking about how they defended the pick and roll, it's just, it was a really good defensive game plan. I think we've become a little too predictable in our offense. I think I tweeted that last night. We've become a little too predictable in our offense. And so teams, you get enough tape on somebody, you start to see tendencies, and we have to figure out how to break tendencies. That's why I said I'm glad Zep Jasper is being a little more aggressive because the tendency on him is just – if he's out there, okay, he's the guy that we don't have to worry about unless it's a catch-and-shoot situation. And he's put the ball on the floor. He's been a little bit more aggressive. Now, he made the shots in Ole Miss, missed them last night, but I like the fact that he's taking them. And he's sure. not taking bad shots, really. Like, he's not really creative. He didn't take a lot of shots, either. Yeah, he only took, like, three or four shots last yeah. night. But he's not super creative when he d- does get to the bounce. But the fact that you have to pay attention to the fact that he's out there doing something – Makes defenses have to guard you differently. So, um to answer the question, it's a mixed bag. We are beating ourselves more than other people are defending us well, but people are defending us well. um So, but I think that, again, we clean up the stuff that we can control, which is make the, you know, you don't miss two open layups, KD, right? Like, oh man, yikes, you know, bro. Right? Like, Cambridge missed a bunny, you know. Uh, Jabari, I think he got fouled on his. They didn't call it, but still, he missed a pretty um, open shot down close to the rim early second half. You don't miss those shots, right? You make Probably your free win. throws. Yeah. You know, it's a different ball game. You change the complexion of games by just getting this, the points you're supposed to get. Like, the one, like that's supposed to be a bucket, bro. Like, you know, you don't miss that kind of shot. Um, <clears throat> Walker Kessler missed a couple of, um, you know, bunny hook shots in the lane. Right, yeah, like you don't you you right. you don't miss those shots. It's a com- the complexion of the game changes so much. Um, so you do you just handle your business, regardless of how good you're defending us. Again, the the game is different just with those few makes. Right, so we'll see.
1: Also, uh, James Barnett, appreciate you, man. The top six teams lost yesterday. Sometimes that's the way it goes. We just need to clean up some things. I think we'll be fine. War Eagle, agree. first time do, ever. Do you think that? As Auburn fans, being that we are um, football fans, we watch mm-hmm. basketball with the mentality that we have when we watch a football game, when we lose the game, our seasons print in jeopardy. Is that a oh. possibility in terms of like the panic that we're seeing with our fans that we lose
2: and oh Lord. I mean, the, I think the, that it's it's a couple of things. Yes, that's par- part of it. Part of it too is like, you don't watch enough basketball like okay so the chicago bulls team that went 72 and 10 lost 10 games that season right they're like one of the best teams to ever but they lost 10 games that season right out of a we've lost 4 games it's not a lot of games out of the out of the total number of games that we play like you're you just it's really hard to go undefeated in basketball and i get it The proximity of when those losses are coming are in the end of the season. So they're like, oh, we're tanking. We're tanking at the wrong time. And it's rough because, as Mike said, it's not pretty basketball. We're not winning games in pretty ways. We saw we put up 100 against Bama. People were like, oh, we're the best thing ever. And we're still in like the top 25 in the country in scoring per game, in points per game. Yeah, like eight per game or something like that. So like I just again, I think it is an over panic because it's you're not used to watching basketball, specifically college basketball, which is a completely different animal than professional basketball Um, and just not understanding how teams win basketball games. And this team wins defensively. And when you're a defensive team like a, you know, like the Auburn football team, right, you don't need a bunch of points to win, but it amplifies it when you don't score how bad the offense is. If it's like, man, shoot, we really only need to score one more time in that game to get the win, and we couldn't do it. So it's frustrating. Um, but I do understand the frustration again because of how we're playing
0: offensively. I got I gotta do this real quick because I said it and I just want while you were doing that, I, I wanted to look this up. Of the current top ten right now, Baylor lost the game eighty three to fifty nine to Kansas. Mm-hmm. They got mopped up. They also lost to Texas Tech 83 to 73. They have multiple do- double digit losses. Texas Tech, they got mopped up 70 to 55. And that's pretty late by Oklahoma. Who we be? Right. Villanova, they caught hands 57 to 36. 36 points is They disgusting. caught 36 points. That's disgusting. They lost to UCLA, 86-77, 83-73 to Marquette. Come on, man. Duke is actually, I mean, they're they're like us. They got a one-point loss, another one-point loss, a two-point loss, and a five-point loss. So that's pretty much closer to what what we did. Kind of like what we are. Uh, Kentucky caught the hands from Tennessee, too. 76-63. 76 oh, yeah. 63 Tennessee blitzed <laughs> but
1: they didn't no 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 they didn't, they didn't have time yeah they didn't, they didn't, they didn't have don't do that Ike. don't do that that doesn't count. count all right <laughs> go ahead but, but go off though mike continue <laughs> ridiculous
0: um, uh Kansas got beat by Kentucky 80 to 62 80 to 62 they also yeah. lost 75 67 that was at home too yeah, man, come on, bro. Like, I mean, I'm looking at this, and I'm just like, and eh, you got Purdue here, our friends at Purdue, and and, and what did they do? They lost 82 to 58 to Michigan late in the season. Man, there are blow. Everybody but Duke has a blowout loss on their schedule. We all know yeah. what Gonzaga did last night. They lost by 10, right? And Arizona, who is also not immune. Caught in them hands at UCLA, seventy-five to fifty-nine, and they mm. also just lost seventy-nine to sixty-three. Why is everybody freaking out about these like six-point losses we got Did on Arizona runs?
1: lose last night?
0: Yeah. Oh wow! Yep, they were part of the seven top ten teams that went down last night, and wow. then there was an eighth that lost last week. Come on, man. This was this is not time to panic, man. Everybody is catching these hands now. The argument a lot of people are gonna say gonna be like Mike G. Uh, you want to you want to be peeking at the right time. But I don't know that we're regressing though. But now, the offenses is, look bad. Let's be clear, the yeah, offenses man.
2: look bad. But again, the identity of this basketball team, team is defense, defense, defense. defense. and we yeah, have yeah. not
0: been playing bad defense. Yeah, that's it. The defense right. has not gone backwards at all. So. Uh, it did look pretty—it looked pretty, like, you know, and, and I, I assign—the shots that Wendell is taking, um, teams like Bama, they got a team full of Wendells. Right. Right. That will take a whole—they they field five Wendells, and they take a bunch <laughs> of bad shots, and they either go in or they don't. And when they don't, you get blown out because— that's, did, I, I mean, that's basketball this day, though. That's it's basketball. a make-or-miss league. Like, if you're making yeah. it,
2: everybody's like, oh, they're the greatest sh- shooters ever. And if you're missing, then you're terrible. But, I, again, when Wendell hits those shots, people are like, man, Wendell, man, you, man, you saw an icy wind.
0: Man, right. Oh,
2: yeah, you the truth, boy. But and we, I, but we, we don't have him, a team full
0: of them. Right. So we should be able to balance that with Jabari and Walker and some of the other yeah. guys that 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 we have. You know, I I just think if you're going to take a bunch of low-percentage shots and beat me, so be it. Right. That's why I never worried. Both times we played Bama, because all the shots they were taking, they were terrible shots. I was like, "That's gonna stop falling at some point." Right. You know. Right. And against when Bama played Gonzaga, they just kept falling, and they won. Right. Right. And, and some of the other teams that they beat on their schedule. So I, I just don't think it's time and, to panic. And I'll be I, down on the scene. Two. The thing about it is, and and this is something maybe I'll, I'll start
2: trying to chart this stuff so I can come with more facts. The percentage of bad shots that we take in the game isn't high. Right. Like we take some bad shots. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like the majority of the shots that we take are bad shots. I think the issue with us offensively is we're not getting enough easy buckets. So it's like we have to figure out again, I'll say this. And I I have core sets, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I I say this again. Because we've become too predictable, a lot of what we were doing was lives to the rim. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you were getting a lot of easy buckets just because teams were not playing our pick and roll well. Tennessee in spurts, played our flex offense terribly. That's why um, KD got those two open layups. Um, well, three open layups. He missed one of them, but he got the one with the and one. The second one should have been another and one that he got late in the game in the um, at the end of the second half. They stopped playing the flex well. So we have sets that can allow us to get easy shots. Our problem offensively for me is that our, b- our ability to create off the dribble to get easy buckets really... There's only two guys on this team that can, like, really create off the dribble. I don't put KD in this because he's just a, like, a raging bull when he gets the ball. It's like, that's not uh-huh. necessarily creating off the dribble. He hasn't learned how to get into, like, his jump shot action really well. It's really just kind of dribble, 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 pull up a three. But when Dale creates off the dribble, Jabari, surprisingly, doing a better job in ISO creating off the dribble. Right. Mm -hmm. He's getting to his spot, you know, pump fake pull up game is is working well. He's getting all the way to the rim. Those are really our only two off the dribble, put the ball in their hands, clear it out creators. Right. Um, So I think the issue for us is figuring out how to get those guys better and easier shots so that when they have to take those tough buckets. Then they're in a they're in their groove a little bit more. It's a little bit easier for K, um, excuse me for Jabari to get into that bag because he's just he's such a good right. shooter. I mean, he shoots right. like forty some percent from three pointer as a six ten forward, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, that's not that's not hurt. You don't hear of six ten forward shooting forty something percent from three right and still be able to shoot such a high percentage in mid range and still be as good a free throw shoot, Jabari is a he's he kind of a unicorn, bro. Like that's just not a thing that comes along uh, often. Um so I think that that our offense when it gets stagnant, it gets into those spaces where we're not able to just really get a um Good offensive flow uh, for the easy buckets and big action, but yeah, he gave me the Grammy music. <laughs> <for me>. um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I think it's. Um, <laughs> but I think I think that's really the bigger problem for us. Offensively. <laughs>